All right. Hey, we're back, Chubbies. <laughs> yes. With the most interesting man maybe ever on the show. We're really looking gentlemen. forward to this. Yeah. I mean, Dave yeah. Lusk, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell are we going to talk about, Lusk? <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, eat that mic. Eat that mic. You're going to have to put it right up on no, it. Right over right here. Right up right, on yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Get right up on that right. thing, Lusk. How about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, of all the things. Like it's a whopper. Uh, yeah. That's right. That's of all right. the things you've done in life, have you ever been on a podcast? I have not. Yeah. This you is your first. I've did some TV and things like that. I knew you Not a podcast. Yeah. I mean, so you. You probably let's start off with this. You probably pioneered guided deer hunts in Ohio, right? I was one of three that that when I first started is two thousand five. <clears throat> is that what so, it was? I thought yeah, it was earlier than that. Yeah. So there was. So it's we're going on our eighteenth year. Wow. And so you know when I first started, there was me and two others that was really doing it. One fellow that's been doing it for around 24 25 years now he's much older than me yeah um and then you know just one thing kind of turned into the other and i just kind of brainstormed went with it because i had all these properties i'd hunted ever since i was young yeah you're pretty local to jackson i mean not you're you're definitely local to southern ohio you're yeah oak hill south webster minford yeah jackson, jackson. Yeah, yeah yep yeah you i mean i've known you for since earlier than that yeah probably yep. that was probably about the time i met you though probably yeah yep. you had that white f-150 pete's corner pub baby <laughs> lord <laughs> boy the relationships that were forged in that hey one. i'm telling you hey it was some wild days yeah. there oh, it, yeah. it was wild that's right no kids that no was kids. Back, that was back yeah Back when things were a little crazy. Yeah, you would have just you would have just been married. Yeah. Probably at that uh -huh. time, right? Yeah. How old yeah. would you have been? How old would we have been? 24, 23? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Wild times. Oh, last. yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you know, whenever we first started that, it was just one of those things. We had, you know, all these properties, all these relationships that I had, you know, made with these landowners locally, things like that. And I have, you know, at that point, just killed a plethora of big deer a lot of birds big deers were getting hot yeah and it was just one of those things like i started putting yeah. people on their first turkey people on their first big buck and things like that and really enjoyed that aspect of it and Did you like to start trading hunts kind of like like guys like like they would see that you'd killed one they'd be like hey i'd like to come up and kill one you'd be like oh, yeah. well i'd like to go down there and kill one yeah yeah and deep then sea next, fishing yeah bear, black bear hunting you so name when, it. when yeah. did it dawn on you like hey man i can make a business out of this uh so you know i just kind of started brainstorming there was nobody in our area uh literally from columbus all the way down that was doing anything like there that probably wasn't even anybody up north because i mean back uh, then off we to, were hot yeah off to um like tuscarawas muskingum the, yeah. the golden triangle of ohio that that area had some guides too but other than that from there all the way down there was nothing going on yeah. at all whatsoever and so, you know, at that time, I was in the hospital getting really burned out, you know, radiology and things like that. Yeah, he, you were rad tech. Yeah, yeah. And um, floating in between there and CAT scan is just one of those things. I was like, I do not, even though I enjoyed helping people and, you know, making a difference in their lives and things like that, it was something I couldn't see myself doing the rest of my life. I, there's yeah. got to be something more, something else out there to help drive me, to make me want to achieve more you know oh, yeah. and so i started looking at ways of turning my hobbies into money really and uh -huh. you know and so what better way to you know to have these properties and to know what i'm doing and to forge these relationships with the landowners and things like that and 
you know, just started off small, one or two farms, you know, brought in people, you know, launched a website, obviously. Facebook, social yeah, web- media wasn't a thing then. Yeah, website. It was all website. It was all website. Uh, who did that? Yeah. Who, yeah. who built your first website? Uh, just a boy from Jackson. Really? And he actually still does it, but he's moved down into the Carolinas. Really? Uh, yep. And so magazine ads, you know, things like that was super popular. All that went away. Like, what was your budget the first year you did that? Mm. It, really, there wasn't too much of a budget the first year. I mean, that's since, you went to a lot of trade shows. Yeah, went to trade shows. We spent a lot of money um, just on, um, you know, stands and the properties alone. Back then, even then, they were still ten, fifteen dollars an acre. So you know, you're looking at four to six thousand dollars per property. So that was ten grand. Yeah, you go right around there hundred acres, for, which really isn't much in the hunting world. No. Yeah, my <laughs> first prop, my first year, I think I had one farm that was around. 250 and another farm that was around 425 somewhere in the area of that so i started out with like seven or eight hundred acres you know which was still you know looking at ten thousand dollars you know yeah and then you had all your tree stands you had to buy side by side your gas fuel i mean hotel food yeah there was a lot going out for it you you should put them up in the night's in yeah, the Knights Inn and the Lazy Dog down there. Oh, they yeah. they housed us oh. some. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. you putting guys up in the Knights yeah, Inn. Yeah, that was back before they tore it down. Yeah, yeah. But it would have been great for them. Back yeah, then. yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't too long after that you just kind of get your feet under you, get your bearings, see what your customers really like, and that's where I was like, okay, this is going to go. And you know, we launched uh, just building our first uh, cabin. You know, and then mm-hmm. that went up pretty quick. Yeah, and then from there it just took off i ended up you know a couple years later hiring my first employee that stemmed into the most i've ever had was around 15 employees 15 guides Mm -hmm. and then i had uh, one or two secretaries four cooks you know going through all these lodges cleaning crews stuff like that and so now though i've kind of stemmed back and really just um kind of made you know found out what the core what our what our customers really genuinely like and i don't like being so out of touch with customers that i can't say hey jason nice to see you you know you know i'm yeah, glad you're yeah. back for another year because there are some outfitters that are so big that you're just another number well you you kind of like and i don't think that you meant to get this way but like i've always thought that you were like so good at marketing mm-hmm. that you you kind of faced what a lot of people do. Like you got so big here that you couldn't find a way. I don't mean this out of turn, but like you couldn't find a way to hire enough people that you could make it run smoothly. hundred percent. And, and like, but you had the numbers, like how many at one time, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you have like 2 million people on your Facebook at one time? Uh, on it, sa- it was closer to high, high, um, hundreds, thousands. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you had that. Like you were probably at one time. I remember looking at your Facebook one time, and was I was a like, lot. "I was like, yeah, I think it might have been like two hundred twelve thousand or something." I saw, or yeah, closer to three hundred. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Whenever I looked at it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" But yeah. you had a few posts that like had a million reach. Oh, easily. easily. I did that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like Luskis, like he's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Well, I mean, we've you know not only from you know the the outfitting you know, standpoint. And like I said, I, you know, I've stepped back a lot to where I want to be able to know you face to face and get to be friends with you and things like that. And there's some outfitters that don't have that opportunity. That's the type of how a business grows is having repeat customers. You can't do that with 200,000 people chirping at you on Facebook. No, no, no. It's, it's very hard. So whenever you come in, 
you know, to the lodge, we have, um, you know, usually around 12 to 14, mm-hmm. somewhere in the area of that. By After you visit it, I'll know you by your first name. You know, we'll mm-hmm. probably share some talks and, you know, we'll hopefully be taking pictures of you with your big buck or your turkey or whatever, whatever and yeah. sharing that experience. And if you don't, I'm sure that you'll leave with a good taste in your mouth anyways because, I mean, oh. you know, bow opener – you know, we have music and we have barbecue and you've, yeah. yeah, you've played for us. I mean, we do it right and people really enjoy it. It's a, it's a what kind home of, atmosphere. That's what people really want. What kind of clientele do you normally get for these things? Blue collar workers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We get guys that that's what they, that's what they want. That's what they do. They, they save, save up their it. money. You know, they come book a hunt every year. That's what they do with their budgeted money that, that you know, that they, they don't do. own property. Nope. Ain't got no place to hunt. They might live in the city. Property's rough. Property's one of those things. Everybody always thinks the first thing to do is go buy property. But even if you buy a small chunk, you're still looking at 400,000. I mean, a small chunk, just say a hundred acres, Yeah, you know, 4,500 an acre. Yeah. And that's around here. You know, you might find it for thirty five, but it's probably going to be more like forty five hundred an acre. That's here in this part of the state. When you go to Pennsylvania, Jersey, some of these other places, you're looking at six to eight grand an acre. So yeah. that's a lot of money to put out for somebody who just wants to deer hunt. And then yeah. leases are so hard to try to get onto, and those leases aren't producing the type of deer that they really want to kill. Yeah. So Ohio is the first big buck state that you come to from the East coast. Yeah. That's why we draw in people from Pennsylvania and Jersey and New York. And yeah. I mean, I've had people come from far away as France, you know, fly across and Canada, yeah. Alaska, you know, yeah. but that's primarily, you know, blue collar worker guys that, you know, are from the East coast, you know, all the way down to Florida, you know, and yeah. that's, that's what they like to do. That, so. Dave, how many, like, what would you say? Like, percentage wise how many of your customers are repeat customers that, that come back during certain dates where like for this year we're already filled up because high 90th percentile oh, okay. are yeah are they've all been customers. here before oh yeah okay. yeah yeah okay. they just enjoy it so much they because if they know if they don't go ahead and grab a spot for the week that they want yeah. it's not going to be there so are they signing up like when they come this year they're signing up for next year yeah most well. of them as soon as they leave they so you're full for this year I'm probably about 80% full. Yeah, I have some I have some spots, but for the most part, like the rut, bow opener, most of gun season, yeah. you know, some of them dates that are off tilt a little bit early, like mid-October, some of them time frames yeah. that aren't after really. After gun season. After gun season, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But we've, yeah, that's another way we've kind of gotten better as the years has progressed as a lot of outfitters they'll run as much as they can as many dates as they can throughout the year and we got it down to about five and a half to six and a half weeks of the whole season is what we operate for so we're not operating and having the properties have people on them all season long it's a very short period of time we'll operate for a couple weeks take a couple weeks off operate a couple more weeks let it cool down that way the deer are always fresh we always got new big bucks coming onto the properties we constantly feed you know whereas a lot of people don't you know and things like that so it's drawing these big deer in and it's holding them there all season long the the deer are uh the deer kills are way down yeah in ohio i think that's because hunters are way down yeah hunters and and i think deer tags are way down yeah i think a lot of people are turned in landowners yeah they, they you know for the most part there for several years, it was where we didn't, I wouldn't say we didn't see as many, but when you drive past the field, you wouldn't really notice the deer like they used to be. Yeah. They're starting to come back. We got some properties that are just overran with deer. Now, now do you, why do you think, why do you think the deer kills are down? You think we're down in deer? I don't think, well, no, I don't think that we're down in deer. I think people in general, most properties are leased now. 
And yep. most people are being super picky about what they kill. So yep. I think that has a lot to do with yeah, it. Yeah, your deer drives and, and things like that aren't happening anymore. That's virtually almost unheard of now. It really is because you don't have the, the people aren't going out and hunting like they used to. Like, yeah. you know, it was pretty well when you and I were in school and when you was in school, yeah. you know, guys like me and you, I missed the majority of that week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't do that anymore, I don't think, for gun well, season. And, and I think maybe it was always like this. Seems like there's a lot of guys that, that are just wanting to hunt for a trophy deer. Yeah. Or they're not taking they're shots at anything else. They're bow hunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. So when you used to have people, you know, hunting, it's brown, it's down type yeah, of mentality. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the numbers are going to be up. Now everybody's mm-hmm. trying to grow big deer. Everybody's deer doing Everybody's doing deer management on their properties. I know yeah. very few people that really aren't. Yeah. That's so far and few in between now. Yeah. You know, which trying is good. It's good for everybody. You know, it, it helps mm-hmm. grow big deer. I mean, that's why Ohio's killed as many as they have, and they're known for having big deer. Well, yeah. when you talk about management like that, what is the proper way to do that? Like, how do you do that on your properties to assure that you always have these monsters coming well, in? Well, you're not going to always be able to assure that you have those type of deer. I mean, they're okay. free-range wild, so, I mean, they may float in between you and one or two other neighbors. Hopefully, your neighbors have the same standards you do. Okay. But if you're, you know, if you have, you know, deer are judged off of one and a half two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, all the way up till eight and a half or nine. You know, most deer don't live past that around here, but you know, you got to pass them two year olds up and the three year olds and really go after the four and plus. Okay. And that's where they're going to from three to four on my properties. They take the biggest jump. Okay. They'll, they'll put on 30 or 40 inches of antler just in one okay. season, season four Cause, and is five. Is it because your feed program? Yeah, feed program. They're getting a lot of minerals. We have like 90-plus mineral stations. You know, most people don't yeah. do minerals. We do it. You know, that way whenever the, you know, even for the females, whenever they're raising their whenever babies and breeding. things like that, milk production, things like uh-huh. that, they're getting Genetics. all that. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, so it's no different than us. <laughs> yes, yeah, 100%. So what do uh, you know, like like for me, I live right in the middle of basically an Amish community. Sure, no deer management hardly. No, they, if it's brown, it's down. Yep. You know, because yep. they're yep. You, you know it's it's hard to manage deer in that situation. Sure, yeah. uh, it goes across deer. Property. I mean, they're just hunting for for meat. I mean, pretty much, and you run into that a lot. Mm. I'm sure. Yeah, we have some Amish around. Yeah, yeah for I sure. I mean, they, I tell you what, they decimate the deer population. They will. Yeah, they'll come into an area, and I mean, they'll hunt anything. That they can. They, they do a yeah. lot of illegal yeah, they stuff. Do. Yeah, they do. If you talk to the warden, he can fill you in yeah, on can, it. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> he'll, do. He'll vouch. They, they honestly, I mean, even uh, fishing, trapping, all that stuff. They they just they have they have no rules. Right. They uh, they just do whatever they want to do, and I've noticed. And I mean, you know, what however they want to do it, that's fine. I'm not here to judge, but they will. They'll decimate yeah, wildlife. Little young kids, you know, walking yeah. down the main road four mile Franklin Valley, middle of summer with a twelve, yeah, with loaded shotgun, yeah. ready to kill yeah. anything that moves. Yeah, 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 and that's whatever. I mean, you know, whatever they got to do, I guess to eat. It's just but. unfortunate. You just keep your fingers crossed. You ain't got a bunch of Amish neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Because that completely decimates your population. It could, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and just like, you know, that deer that he's been raising this, you know, this summer, you know, whenever it doesn't have any horns, it, if they want to, and it's standing in the backyard, they'll walk out there and pop it. And they didn't know that that deer was the same deer that yeah. was going to be a 180 <laughs> class deer this year. Yeah. yeah. Right. You right. know, and I mean, makes no difference. To them. Makes no yeah. difference. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, 
I I don't know how I feel about all that, but I know we fought that. The boys out the, around the house they fought that a lot. Yeah, you know I got oh, yeah. the guys are all around me. All my neighbors they man, they try to manage their deer. Yeah, yeah. you got some Amish neighbors out there. Well, well yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they but I mean the Amish will take care of my other neighbors that are managing their deer. Yes. If oh. those deer get on there, they try like hell to keep those deer off. Mm-hmm. You know, by feed, by everything, yeah. Yeah. you know, to draw them off to there. draw yeah. them off of that property. Yeah. yeah. It's- hey, chubbies. How many points do you have on the McDonald's app? We all know and love the McDonald's app. And we want to thank Brad and Sarah Munn for being a great sponsor of our show and of our communities here in Jackson, Oak Hill, Wellston, and MacArthur. McDonald's. Check them out. Uh, it's tough. But, I, you know, I've, I, I know you had at one time – that I know of probably five or six cabins. Yeah. Like different farm style cabins. You yeah. had an indoor arena. Yep. You had, uh, I mean, at one time that thing was just blown up huge. And that, yep. that was, that was whenever you and I kind of lost track of each other after that. Cause I kind of got left the horse business to an extent, but I mean, you were, that was probably at the biggest, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, that was probably. It the came with a lot of headaches, and, and you like were stressed. That. Yeah, yeah. You was running so around. Now like we crazy. have one really big cabin. Uh huh. And uh, then we have another. The original. Mm, no, I got one on Four Mile. That's okay. our biggest, and then I have one on Jackson Furnace that is almost as big as what it is. Yeah. And then we have a bunkhouse, which will sleep four. And then we have an Airbnb that, if requested, we could use that as that yeah. as well. Now we don't operate out of all four places at once, sure. typically, but at least we have some options that if somebody doesn't want to stay in a lodge with ten other guys, they could stay there if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Our lodges are nice, man. My one lodge is a three hundred fifty thousand dollar home, yeah. you know, yeah. log home on, yeah. you know, eighty eighty acres. You know what yeah. I mean? So it, you know, yeah. it's it's nice i mean so but at the same time some people want their privacy and they want their space so that's yep. what them smaller little places are for are you still doing uh, like fully service like cooking and yep. all oh that? yeah are you? yeah they love that yeah. do they so, really so, yeah. like you provide entertainment while they're down there yeah it's, just the it's a, basically I mean, like an all-inclusive trip he usually has yeah. entertainment yeah, yeah so i mean you were yeah. saying you played music oh out yeah. There yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you've <laughs> had a lot of big names i used to tap dance i had to get shirtless for that one guy yeah he got a little weird but yeah man we got you know like tim silva the usc champ uh-huh. he hunted with me this past year uh-huh. uh jury outdoors the biggest name in the outdoor industry they hunted with me this past year uh kip campbell from red air television you know there all these guys are on the outdoor channel even uh-huh. to be on the outdoor channel they have to select you uh-huh. and then in order to have that show you're putting up close to seven figures if not more than that to even air your show on that network and so for us to have one of those shows 22 and a half minutes done about us that's hundreds of thousands of dollars oh, in wow. in ads basically yeah. in, in advertising you yeah. know except we're not paying for a commercial they come and they hunt with us you know we put them on a big deer hopefully yeah and you know and then they have enough to be able to make a good show out of it so how much time are you spending right now scouting deer right now none it's all turkey but yeah. we're about ready to kick into deer mode as soon as turkey season's over with we'll start feeding because you legally you can't feed during turkey season okay. so we'll we'll start feeding here soon they already got their minerals we already got pictures of bucks in with their horns you Starting. know developing and stuff like that but we'll really pump in cameras out you know and yeah. start just 
filtering social media with all these big deer you know that we're that's what you're up. good at you're good at just oh flooding. man <laughs> lusk loves to flood social media i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man do you, do you do all that yourself dave yeah yeah he does you have a lot of other guys like that help you with like the the feeding and the the, the scouting and all that yeah, stuff usually yeah. i have like one one well during the summer i have one other person that will okay. help run the farms okay. and then during season uh, yeah, I have several guides that, that okay. help us out, and they've all been with me for quite some time. Okay. Like I tell everybody whenever they call me on the phone, these guys that work for me, they're just like me. They want the customers to come back, get the numb first-name basis. They want to – they genuinely have the customer's best interest at heart, and they want to put them on big deer. That's why yeah. some people have the mentality, like, they're afraid to work – that an outfitter is going to put them in a bad spot just to get their money, you know, and they don't care where they put them at. And I said, well, that's not how you resell hunts or rebook hunts is by putting people in lousy spots. You sell hunts by putting people and taking care of them, putting Uh them in good spots. And next year's easy. Exactly. Yep. A hundred percent. You take the sales aspect out of it. This is the easiest I've ever booked hunts in my life. I mean, the amount of big deer that we kill, the amount of, pictures that we put out of these you know tremendous animals you know in our area most people from even locally they're like that's not from around here it is yeah it's on on our farms you know what i mean so and then you just go from there and then you know i stay in touch i'm the one that does all the social media you know reaching out to customers answering all the phone calls emails messenger you know things like that that has to stress you out there it it does a little bit because you're it's just like anything else you're constantly working like people say well would you get a day off well really truly you don't get a day as long as you're carrying your phone if i got my phone i work for my phone if i'm carrying my phone you're not i mean it may but if you want food on your table you better you better make that message count you know or you better call the customer back or or whatever because it's my livelihood yeah yeah that and that's tough i mean you know that that'll wear on you that'll that'll wear that'll wear your skin pretty thin i mean that's you know, that's I hadn't talked to you about the hunting business since those days, I yeah. guess, you know, but I mean I knew at that time you were huge. Yeah. And then and then the la- the next time I see you, you're in shape and you're tattooed. <laughs> you know? I said how, well, how things changing like well, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, divorced, yeah, you know, yeah. or almost, you know. Uh, so you uh Well it's just one of those things, man. Whenever you work at the hospital full time you launching a business that's so busy yeah. you don't even hardly have time for it and how, then you, how you big know, did you get to at one time with the southern ohio outfit no your your weight oh wait uh i was like 260 what are you somewhere. now i'm i'm two in the 240s only, really? i've only lost about 15 pounds but my body composition just replaced well, well, just well but you were probably 40 percent body fat exactly and now you're probably yeah. what 11 15. yeah thereabouts <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and so but you know back Back then, it's just you, I did not physically have the energy to want to go or the drive to go to the gym, and I really honestly didn't have the know-how. It wasn't until I really delved into the mm-hmm. fitness industry, started really reading and and what you know tracking my macros and seeing you how got this, ate up into running. Yeah, they, that's how it all started. Yeah, I started doing marathons and half yep. marathons, five Ks. We ran out to Lake Catherine one morning. Oh. That was brutal. You smoked my ass out the late Pudge almost had I'm a heart getting the idea that this guy does, does not do anything halfway. Listen, Lusk, I mean, he doesn't Lusk do anything is, halfway. Hey, I'm going to run. Lusk, I'm going to run some marathons. Yeah. Lusk I mean, is a maniac. Yeah. He's a, everything Lusk yeah. does, yeah. you know, is, is full go. Yeah. Okay? That's what you got to know about the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. a maniac. Yeah. Hey, Chubbies. When was the last time you had somebody take a look at your life insurance? It's something that nobody likes to talk about. 
But one thing I know about Pudge is he's coming to your funeral. You might as well have him show up with a check and take care of those loved ones. Those, that's the time when they need it the most. He's writing it every day. Come have that conversation with him and get it done. And by the way, if you own a business and you haven't let Pudge quote your commercial insurance, you're making a mistake. Let him check it out. Make sure you got proper coverage for the best value on the market. Gillum Insurance for all your insurance needs. 740-395-0190. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you did. You started off running, and that I can't. We were both at the Commons at that time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I remember that was that was probably about the same. That might have been fourteen or fifteen, two thousand fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. And you uh, you got eight up into that, and you ran a marathon, didn't you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So how? So you went from you went from basically no sports no nothing other than like you were just a country bumpkin you your activity was packing tree stands in boots yep yep exactly you know in the hills i mean yep. you could walk i would do- work out i would take spurts and work out and play ball you know on the ball court and stuff like mm-hmm. that throughout my life but i never did really delve into it full time yeah. i never gave it enough time to I'm, a, I'm like a lot of people to where you know somebody wants to see instant results yeah and there is no instant results yeah it's it, you're not you're not running a, a, a race it's it's a marathon in, in a lot of ways as far as you know changing your body you know this yeah. is a long thing over time that it takes so that's where a lot of people fail is they you know these fad diets and things like that they want to see something happen in two four weeks well you can see some weight change and see how your body changes in six to eight you know and then you know from there on out you'll start to see but it's not until you really get in the gym consistently start putting resistance on your muscles and things like that mm-hmm. that you'll see them change so so you, know? you whenever you did that you got how much weight did you lose when you got into marathon uh, i got down to 211 so i was like 50 pounds how, how long did it take you to, to go from zero to running a marathon oh uh, probably about a year Something that's, like that's that. pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere near yeah. that. And then, and then, as soon as that marathon ended, though, you got bit by the powerlifting bug. Yeah, because I was, I was, I was in Iron City, and uh-huh. I was, I was on a treadmill, and it was probably like ten, eleven o'clock at nighttime, and I was just running my balls off in there. <laughs> yeah, and a friend of mine had just he popped in. He goes, "What are you doing?" Like I said, running. He goes, "Dude, get off that treadmill and start lifting weights like that." And I was like. I was like, yeah. He's like, you can lift with me whenever you want, like that. And I said, okay. Well, I took him up on it, started lifting. And, you know, I, I, I'm just the type I can put weight on easy. I put muscle on fast, and I, I can see results fairly quick, and especially with strength. So especially I at 211. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, and so, I, you know, I started squatting and benching and things like that, deadlifting, and it just kind of took off from there. You know, and then when I really started, I, I started – I got some real good buddies that have trained at a, a famous gym up in Columbus called Westside Barbell, and those guys are maniacs. And so they got a place in um, in Waverly called Crooked Creek Barbell, and these guys are focused 100% primarily on powerlifting. And so they brought the knowledge that they've gotten throughout all these years of lifting, you know, 18, 20 years of lifting. And they're, you know, as long as you're invited in there, you know, they'll – teach you everything to know and things like that and i just kind of exploded from there and i got really so good give, me, give me an example on like uh 
power so like chad and i are big you know we grew up in a you know chad was my coach and you know he taught me so i'm assuming chad is what he knows yeah but (laughs) but he was you know back whenever we grew up and i know it's changed now especially in the fitness world but it was i would consider what we did back in the 90s basically power oh absolutely Football teams, that's what we were doing. That's there. what we were doing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Olympic we, lifts. Yeah. Yeah. We, you yeah, know, we were throwing yeah, a lot absolutely. of weight on the bench press. Yeah. You know, throwing it around a lot. Pyra- pyramids. I mean, yeah. 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 What would be, what would be like in that powerlifting world, other than just throwing a lot of weight on, what is the um, difference compared to just throwing a lot of weight on or working out? Well, it's just. Man, the way they structure it, like at Crooked Creek, is you have max effort days and you have speed days. So you'll have one max effort bench day a week and you'll have one speed bench day a week. You'll have max effort lower body and you'll have speed lower body. So if you're doing low body squats, deadlifts, you know, things that require low body effort, you'll do, say you're squatting heavy one day, you know, you'll you'll come in and you'll – you know, basically superset that with some kind of deadlifts that may be 50% of what your max would be or something like that, and you're doing reps. Are you doing high rep schemes on that? Uh, three to five. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's where you're going to get most of your strength at is four yeah. to six reps. Yeah. You know, that's where you gain your most strength. And so, you know, there's just tons and tons of accessories. You'll do good good mornings. I don't know if you know what a good I've heard, morning I've is. I've heard of that. Good mornings where you put – Heavy weight on your back, just like you would squat, and you literally bend over, stand up, bend over at the waist, and then stand back up with it at the waist only, where you're engaging your glutes and your hamstrings, low back only. You know what I mean? And that's Ugh. that's horrific when you're low back. But once you get strong in that, that's, that's huge for squats because the first thing that happens when somebody squats hey, and they you? fail it, they lean forward. It oh. buckles them over. So when you're making that low back, you know, your whole entire back strong, you're, you're really got everything engaged and you can, you know, it's not going to buckle you over. So, like, you know, I, I started squatting zero. You know what I mean? And my last competition that I – I prepped for, which would have been this past deer season, because um, we use resistance bands and stuff like that. With the resistance bands and the regular weight that was on there, I had 965 on my back, okay. and I squatted it successfully. So 965. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So and that's have, a lot of weight. I have oh. blood vessels busting my eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nosebleed, stuff like that. That's not very often. How how, how much did but, you weigh whenever you did that? Uh, I was in the 250s, so I was so only you, about 10 pounds heavier than so what I was right so, now. So you, uh, how much body fat percent? Uh, I was probably like 18, so you, 16 so to 18. Whenever you say, so you squatted 965. Yeah, with, and, with regular weight and plus resistance bands. That's what I added up to. But that's all, we take a scale and measure it out. Okay, yeah. so, and that, so what what is that, how big is that squat considered? Like, is that, like, is that parallel like how do they how do they judge yep just so, you got to be below parallel not so, by a lot so but. parallel means your your ass and your and your uh hams or uh-huh. hammies are parallel together knees is what they kind of consider yeah. yep you gotta knees. be below parallel and don't don't you have to go just a little bit below yes. parallel yep. Yep. so what has to be yeah. parallel your knees and your butt no it, it needs to go your butt needs to go just a little bit below parallel for it yep. to be a clean lift then then you go back up yep okay yeah. okay 
parallels just like the line that they use yeah. is demarcation, but you got to go just a little bit below so if, that. So, so whenever they say you got to go below parallel, yeah. then that means that that lift has to, your ass has to drop below your knees. Absolutely. And some yeah. guys, you know, whenever they go below parallel, their ass looks like it almost touches the floor. I can't quite do that. Are they but. loading up like that? Well, I mean, it just it's a di- just everybody has a different style technique. of, of yeah. technique. That's, of, yeah, that's what, yeah. Yes, now, Dave, do you still do this all the time for competition, or have you kind yeah. of slowed down on that? No, I'm full full board. Now, right now, what I found works best for me mm-hmm. is I've been doing one big cut a year. Okay. And I'll get down to like a super low body fat percentage, and usually I'll run that with jujitsu, Muay Thai, and mm-hmm. then I'll do like bodybuilding movements to let okay. my body recover, let my tendons recover, you know, things like that, get them really stronger, focus on like a lot of reps, like yeah. six to 10 reps. That'd be like, uh, you do that for a month or how long do you do that? Uh, usually like five months. Oh, months. okay. So yeah. it kind of gives you your body a break yeah. from and the And then I'll usually, weight. what I've been doing is, and then I'll gear up and in the wintertime because it works out good because we're getting fed good at the lodge and things like yeah. that. So I got access to as much food as I want. Right. I can just eat my brains out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, during the fall and then have a competition mm-hmm. in January, yeah. February. Worry, you know, yeah. somewhere like that, and then come off of that and go straight into a cut for okay. the summertime. So, yeah, and that that works out great. The last time I did that, I literally put almost a hundred pounds on my on my deadlift. I put a hundred and seventy five pounds on my squat. I think. And it's like not that. like you're really fully. It's not like you're resting the muscles, but it's just no. But lower whenever, impact when you or, put massive amounts of weight <laughs> and strain on your muscles all the time, all year long, uh-huh. I've just I've had a few injuries, and, okay. and my body just does not like it. Some people work better like that, but I for for me personally, I like still you know lifting, lifting heavy, but I just don't put that much strain yeah, on my yeah, on my body. Yeah, so yeah. I focus more on just building building muscle instead of building just strength. So you uh, you still doing Muay Thai? I've had to step away a little bit. Yeah, since, I did. I, I did just because of baseball. Yeah, it just trying to do the the you know launching the mowing business mm-hmm. and things like that. Like it's just I can't lift and do jujitsu and the mowing business and run Southern Ohio Outfitters. I yeah. you know it's you can't do everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you guys kind of yeah. you got to take a run at something for a little while, you yeah. know, and then back off a little bit. That's so. weird. You were just you were talking about that, and I've been having a you know say the same exact thought that you just had about how you kind of you know, your life now, like, uh, your year, you know, you can do one cut a year, like, you know, like the, the fighting stuff and the, the Muay Thai and the, you know, I do that kickboxing and the boxing stuff. Yeah. That's going to be, I think my winter time kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Cause I tell you, I absolutely love. Yeah. You were ate up with that, man. I, I, I still am, yeah. but man, I love mountain biking. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it is a great time to. So when like, it's nice outside, you want yeah, to like I mean, yeah. and I'm still going to do my my fighting stuff, but I yeah. like the I I just if if it's better in the winter, yeah, it's, that's just a, that's a wintertime sport. Well, when it's nice and you've been in, so you you yeah. know you work in the office, Gillum Insurance <laughs> yeah, all, all day that. long, yeah. not getting to see the pretty weather out, yep. and then you go from that straight into a gym. You know, or yeah. uh, studio setting. You know what I mean? Yep. Where we're doing Muay Thai and stuff like that. You're still not seeing it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So <laughs> yeah. mountain biking, man. That's that's a good relaxation. Oh, that fresh yeah. air. Yeah. I mean, man, flying down those hills and yeah. just having that air hit me. I just I just love it. And I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to this summer doing mm-hmm. some some serious mountain yeah. biking. Yeah. 
But I, but I love that Muay Thai man. We yeah. had a good time in there. Oh, yeah. He was my partner until he started bringing his woman. <laughs> oh, okay. he left me. You know, he left. Well, me. you can't blame him. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, Dave, what am I supposed to do now? I man? just can't. I can't hit her as hard as I was. Pugs. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my God, that one guy that was in there. I forget what his name was. My God, that was the kickingest man I ever felt in my life. He kicked. I mean, he was. Yeah. Man, he kicked hard. It was fun though. Uh, I really. I. I actually, Joe messaged me uh, on my birthday. And um, I, I told him I, I couldn't wait to get back. Uh, I'm gonna try jujitsu. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in and roll oh. with you guys. Yeah, I like the way I I like I'm hearing that. Yeah, uh, I will try to come in. I'm, uh, now, yeah. have you been doing this stuff for a good while? Yeah, you, I got. Uh, I'm a single stripe blue belt, which oh, takes okay. about I, I don't know. I mean, if you just go at it at a yeah. moderate pace, I mean, you're looking at like three years. Okay, you know, something yeah. so like you've that. You've been at so, it for a while, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. but he, how long did it take you to do that? Yeah. How long, <laughs> how long did it take you to do that? To a, for a blue belt? Yeah. Yeah. Well, about three years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that's not a moderate pace. <laughs> yeah. Because you but go. It probably takes most people sex because yeah, we've already established you guys yeah, a man. Yeah. You don't. That's, then. Yeah. Well, the, the, it the, would take a it would take a twenty year olds three years. The hard problem is is that when I'm training for a powerlifting competition, yeah. the jujitsu fights against it. Because oh, okay. it's so much cardio that it yeah. wipes my, it just depletes is, my is energy it, Is it more than Muay Thai? So, what's that? The uh, jiu-jitsu. Is it more, more than, oh, uh, oh yes. You yeah, think so? Absolutely, 100%. Really? I've literally almost thrown up. And it uh, there's nothing that makes me almost throw up, but jujitsu really? has yeah. When you get a big dude, especially when you get a big dude on top of you, like Marco, like Marco, and he's smothering you, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you've already exhausted your energy to try to not get in that position and then you have somebody laying on top of you just trying to choke you out and you're struggling for your breath and you know every time you take a breath in you you know as soon as you take a breath in more pressure goes in you know around your diaphragm stuff like that like it gets exhausting like you know just the not being able to breathe part of it you know but that's just one of those things like learning how to keep somebody off of you yeah. You know, and create space, you know, around your head, neck, and airways, and things like that. Like, that's stuff that no, most people don't think of. So. No, in the Muay Thai and the Jiu Jitsu, where are you going first? Uh, <laughs> well, you're a blue belt. I know where you're going first. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to break your knee, probably. <laughs> yeah, but where, where, what, but what, like, I mean, you know, like, you know, I mean, if, you know, in a bar setting or you don't whatever, want to go to the ground. No, no. In a bar setting, the first thing is somebody's going to probably try to sucker punch you. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's classic. One of the white belt curriculum courses that we talk about, you know, being in, you know, just a, a you know, ready for someone to strike, you know, so like Gracie always taught, you know, you just stand there kind of like this, just real nonchalant. Now, way if somebody does strike, you're, you're ready you see to what go. He put, so. You see what Joe put on there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you if you ever I will I will give you a piece of advice. Yeah. If you ever see a man uh-huh. in a in a setting, yeah. okay, Joe, I'm not trying to tell your secrets. Yeah. But you know I love you, Joe. If you ever see a man sitting there like this, yeah, don't hit that one because <laughs> <laughs> he's had training. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, yeah. odds yeah. are he's at. Why? So tell tell Chad why he's doing that. Well, it's just it's super easy. You know, somebody goes to you know, sucker punch you or things like that. And you're not far enough away to keep them from punching you. You know, that's, that's going to be your quickest way to be able to, you've got your hands in the right position. You got your hands in the right position. You're going to block, you know, probably both biceps or whatever, wrap them up around the waist, hopefully, you know, and then you can take them down to the ground from there. And it's like Joe always, you know, taught us like, you know, this is to help you out in real life situations, but you're not there to, 
agitate or start a fight or anything no, like that no, you're, you're just there to protect yourself you're calmer you're more mm-hmm. po- you know you're you feel a lot more safe and you know things like that and that's what the class is for is to help people feel more safe to be more confident right. especially in a setting like that because you just never know what could you know you get a bunch of drunk guys in a bar or whatever mm-hmm. you, you don't know who's going to start trouble or whatever you know so and that, that's that's what that white belt curriculum course uh, is that there at one academy that's what it's designed for. is that what it is kind of like uh, I don't jujitsu self defense basically kind of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. So explain to me the gi. I don't know about. I don't know much about. I don't know much. So about there's jiu-jitsu. gi and no gi. Okay. So you can go in and you can do jujitsu with no gi, which means you would basically be in what you have on right now, or uh, what they call it, uh, rash guards. Rash guards, yeah. Which is like your skin tight. Yeah, I just meant you wouldn't have a gi on. You'd almost be like in regular street clothes in a lot of ways. That's kind of what it replicates. Okay. So you're basically taking people down and putting them in chokeholds that you would maybe see, you know, maybe they're, you know, at a bar or whatever, and they only got a T-shirt or something like that. And you don't want to be thinking that all the jujitsu that you've learned is going to work in a bar setting and someone's got a T-shirt on. How am I supposed to grab you around the collar and start yanking to choke you out if you don't have something to reach around and grab a hold of? Okay. So that's what a no-gi is really meant for, okay. you know, situations like that. Now, gi, you know, could replicate something like a coat or a hoodie or something like that. Now, that's just something that, you know, people have worn for a very long time now that, you know, just like karate and things like that. Um, you know what a gi is? Oh, yeah. 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 And so, you know, they all have, and there's different style of gis and things like that. Jiu-jitsu has its own gi, but there's other martial arts that have different yeah. style, you know, looser in the shoulders and things like that. But when you have a gi on, that replicates a lot of, like, what is what is a hoodie or what is, you know, a coat or something like that. Like, there's a lot. If, like, if I can get you in a choke for with a gi and come across your neck, I'm going to be able to reach up into your coat, you know what I mean, or yeah. anything else and get on your backside and, you know, yank, yeah. and, and you're going to be out pretty quick. So. And if you get on their back and get their backside, oh, you're, you're done. Done, done it, for. It's over. Yeah, you're not even worried. You know, then it's rear naked choke or any of those, yeah. you know. You get your hooks in and yep. it's done. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, I I got I took such a deep dive into this stuff. I mean, it's it's amazing. I, I just think the athleticism involved with oh, it it's crazy. Just, it's all cardio. Yeah. The majority of it, just because strong being strong does help you out some, but that's not the tell tell all. I've had a lot of guys. I got choked out here not too long ago. Passed me plumb out, and he's the smallest guy, one of the smallest guys in the class. But um, you know, it just sometimes depending on the choke. Did you get like legit choked out? Yeah. Oh yeah. How'd that feel? Yeah. Uh, well, I woke up when I, I was dreaming in my head that I was coming down a dirt road in a car. I did, I totally like didn't realize that I was in, and when I woke up, I was face up and I had all these people looking at me and I could, I didn't know where I was How, at. Did he know he choked you out? No, not at first. No, because it, ha- it was like super slow motion. Like we wasn't like we were. Like, I ain't never been choked out. We you ever been like, choked out? No. We were rolling in a very slow manner. I knew the choke he had me in. I actually stepped out of it and over top of it but not quick enough and it just happened so fast that you know with him being you know one of my arteries that by the time you know being bent over getting choked and everything else he so you, so you, out you were it. all bound up right yeah you're yeah. all bound up and i just slumped over on him and you just out yeah yeah and did you he, did you see diaz do that to that uh, uh logan paul look alike yeah, did yeah. you see how fast that was yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean literally just it's seconds it's just seconds because a lot of times i'll know if i'm getting lightheaded and i i think just because 
of having a, a big experience with it with powerlifting because I've always had a lot of pressure, you know, over the last so many years, feeling that pressure on my body. I, I've gotten lightheaded to the point of passing out a lot, especially when you put heavy weight on your central nervous system. And so, Do you ever like, do it in lifting? What's that? Do you ever do it in lifting? A little bit. I mean, not much. But, I, I, I'd felt that I'd felt like the adrenaline push up through your face and yeah. all that stuff. But I, I mean, yeah, we I, I get the shakes. I'll get the shakes a lot. Yeah. Like the shakes you get, like right before you pass out. I've, I've yeah. gotten those a lot. Really? Oh yeah. Like your whole body will like almost like convulse. <laughs> not like crazy, but I mean, you will. Most people wouldn't be able to. But anyways, you know, it's just one of those type of things where. <laughs> You know, I, I know that pressure and what that feels like, and I can feel it coming on, you know, whereas maybe your ordinary, you know, person that's not into that wouldn't know that. So I could feel the pressure, you know, whenever that happened. But and even though I stepped out of it, like like I said, we were rolling it. Not 100%. We were rolling at like 15 to 20. I said that was the slowest, most calm pass out anybody's <laughs> ever seen. You know, so, but it just, you know, it happened. You know, it's, it was a baseball bat choke. So it's just like, you know, the brunt of your yeah, arm, arm, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. So, and wrapped up with my gi, you know, and, and, uh, that's just how she wrote, man. You got to be, if you're going to play the game, you got to be willing to take the consequences. Yeah. How long so. were you out? Just a matter of seconds. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah but I, I felt like I had had a really good nap. So, <laughs> really? Yeah, I did. I, I woke up when I, I, you know, when I woke up, all these people were standing. I, I just it took me a second. I had to get a couple big breaths in. I popped up, and then stood up, and you know, two or three minutes later, I was back to rolling and and trying to tap huh. people. You I was know? wondering how that would yeah, like affect so. you on the day. Chubbies, hey, you know, we all know this guy. All the folks over at AP Prep, we, th- we cannot thank you enough. Look those guys up at APPrep.info. We get asked all the time, hey, what happens? How do you get over there? Hey, that's how you do it. You get on APPrep.info. You look them up. You set a time for your kid's assessment. They schedule a time. You bring your kid over there. Boom, it's done. They get you right in the schedule. And, hey, for all you adults, you just show up on Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday night at 530, and they got their boxing classes. It's $10, or you can joined by the month so look them up at apprep.info yeah i listened to an old boxer today on a podcast yeah. peter mcneely yeah you remember peter mcneely the yeah, guy yeah. fought tyson mm-hmm. hey if you guys ever get a chance he talks about sleep apnea he said that all of his brain trauma came 90 percent from sleep apnea mm. because his nose was broken so many times fighting he yeah. was a savage he was 47 and 7 okay <sighs> he was like 30 37 and 1 until he fought tyson yeah I mean, the guy was incredible, um, but he, you know, he was a guy, midfield. Remember that? Guy? You know, he did all that. He's he's borderline a vegetable, really. But he went down this dark path of drugs and alcohol, and he, him, and Tyson became real big. But he talks about, and Tyson even talks about him on his podcast and talks about going to partying with him and all this stuff. But he, but uh, man, I've always wondered how like getting choked out would affect you, like getting hit in the head, because this guy, you could tell, been hitting the head. I mean, getting ahead, and I tell you what, like, going back to our days, he he brought out his junior high football helmet. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what it looked like? An egg, probably. Ours. Yeah, just like the same ones we wore. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was scarred up, Uh beat up. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, now now we didn't go on to a professional boxing career. No, no. Uh, which I'm assuming was brutal. I mean, you know, you take a, you take a shot from somebody. That's a lot of punches, dude. Well, you take I mean, a shot from somebody like at Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder or yeah. uh, Francis Naganu. And that's not even taking into account all the punches he took in training. Yeah. In, in amateurs. And, you know, golden glove. 
I mean, you know, that dude, a boxing career is a long career. That's a lot of punches, man. Lots. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, I mean, just what you're doing to your, your – I mean, uh-huh. just banging that brain around. Like, I mean – Just a little bit of getting hit like Muay Thai and things like that. You're like, okay, you can see where, you know, dudes get rocked. I mean, you can see. Uh-huh. That's the one good thing, though, like with one academy over there, like with Joe Taylor when he runs out, like – Everybody is such good people over there. Like I had a great no, time. No there. one, yeah. your, your goal. No one's trying to, to your goal. Your in. goal is yeah. not to hurt your teammates. Your yeah. goal is not to 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 pass somebody out. Right. That's not your goal. Your goal is to to go in and teach and learn from each other. Yeah. And to help each other become better. You know, and not injure because right. that's your teammates. Yep. You know what I mean, or or whatever. Yeah. Save that for the streets or for something like competition or something like that. I never went over and thought that I was in trouble or or you know no. thought never did. I mean, no. We every one of us, you know, me and Marty Jacobs and and just a bunch of other ones like we, you know, super friendly rolling. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. we're there to get better. You know, yeah. we'll get each other in chokes, but it's like, you know, put somebody in choke. Hey, bud, you all right? You, all right? you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, Good you know, job. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that's that, and that's the whole goal. That's what it should be. If you if you want to try to be a badass and come in there and hurt people, stay out. Like, yep. that, yeah. that's not for <laughs> yep. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was I – really, I really enjoyed my time over there. Um, like I said, I told Joe I'm, I'm hoping to come back and hoping to do the jujitsu. Yeah. I uh, I just would like to add that. I, I, the uh, doctors, you know, coincidentally enough, I haven't had the gout. And I, have nice. been, and I have been kicking. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably That's got good. something to do with it, though. <sighs> I know. Uh, you know, but I, I enjoyed it, man. I, we had fun. Yeah. I mean, it was fun for me oh, over yeah. there. Yeah, was, I sure. enjoyed it. Uh, so let's talk about uh, this mowing. Yeah, man. <laughs> you started a mowing business. Yeah. Well, that and, and that and we're gonna, like you're busy enough. We're going right? to give away. Yeah. Well, so what are we giving away? Yes, sir. We're going to give away uh, free lawn care for, to, for throughout the summer. Okay. To, to All lucky winter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what do they got to do? They just got to go do. Uh, you want, so we're, we can make fresh this. Cuts, we can Facebook. we can we can clip this post right here. Yeah. Okay, so tell them right now. Boom! What do we got to do? <laughs> yeah. You just go to Lust Fresh Cuts, uh, like the Facebook page there. Go to you all's Facebook page, like that page. Okay, that's all you got to do to enter. So they have to like both of our pages. Yes, and if, as long as you like both of our pages. You got a chance to win. You got a chance to win. Yep. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's real, awesome. real yeah. super simple. You know, and our goal in doing this is uh, just to, to provide a, a good quality lawn mowing service. And although there are lots of people doing it, that the one thing that I've come about seeing from some, some of just talking to customers, you know, within town and things like that is just guys not being reliable and guys not showing up when they're supposed to show up and people saying they're going to give estimates and not giving estimates. And if I tell you, I'm going to be there at 10 a.m., I'm going to be there either. At 10 you know, the difference, uh-huh. you know, the difference, what's that? You're doing it. Yeah. You know, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, just having a professional background and then already yeah. being a business owner and things like because, that. Because you know, what, what's happened is I think around is like guys. And, and I mean, it's no fault of theirs. You know, it's, no. it's you, you've experienced it, you yeah. know, in some things I've experienced it, but, you know, the, the, it's hard to find people to work. Yes. And you know, it's this most, most business owners anymore. If you don't plan on running that business hands on yourself in the beginning stages of that and getting that thing off the ground, you just can't do it. No, no. I was actually talking to a, a fellow that's really well known in the Jackson area for doing the exact same thing. And it's like me and him was talking, trying to take somebody that don't have any experience 
on an expensive zero-turn mower, paying fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars for that mower, turning them loose on it, and then praying to God that they don't tear it up. Because they don't hit a wall. They don't hit a water. Energy. Yes. Uh, you know, a meter cover. Yes. Or run over the flower beds. Yeah. Or, you know, they're because not, that piece of equipment isn't theirs. They are, they're not <laughs> making the payments. They're not putting it out. And I've experienced that same thing. With, with my other businesses, buying new UTVs and ha- having them wrecked and the frames bent and things like that. And you, you just, you name it, it can happen. And it just stems from people not treating the business like it's their own. No pride. Right? No, not respecting the money that came out of your pocket. You know, to them, it's just get the job, get it done as quick as possible. It's the world we live in, you yeah. know. And, yeah. and, I mean, people don't even hand wash their cars anymore. Right. You know, yeah. when's the last time you went by yeah. and seen somebody hand washing their car in their driveway? Right. That used to be a weekly thing in every house. Yep. Yep. You know, I, I, I don't think that anybody has the pride that, that like we all once had. I mean, you know, certainly some people do, but, but I mean, you know, I think that would be just tough, you know, and you know, to, to just hire somebody. And that's been the biggest difference I've seen out of your businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, when you say you're coming to cut the grass, it's you. Yeah. Right. I I, th- I thought for sure the first time you showed up to cut the grass, I thought, well, I wonder who Dave's got. I figured yeah. it'd be your your deer hunt. People. Yeah, I just you know it's just one of those type of things where this business will always be ran like that. Uh-huh. You know, Cynthia has been hands on with me. Yeah. you know, and and things like that. Doing, you act doing like you enjoyed it. I love it. Dude, you, you went so it's, slow. It's so the first di- time yeah. I was like, "Is yeah. he okay?" It's, it's so much different than like I told her. I said it's so much different than my other business because I got all this pressure yeah. <laughs> to help them. I, I had to watch for a second, and I was like, "Is he okay?" He's going so slow. He's doing this perfect. Yeah. I mean, well, he's, just, he's enjoying it, man. Yeah, and he was enjoying it. Just, well, just going along. Like you, you made a comment earlier. You said I like to turn my hobbies. Yeah, into businesses. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like down that road of what's what's the quote like, uh, you know, do something that you love and you'll never work a day in your right. life or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's do you just like being outside? And yeah, doing that yeah. Kind you of get thing? you get you're not stuck inside. You're outside, kind of like mountain taking biking or whatever. Of taking, chickens. taking yeah. pictures of his chickens. <laughs> yeah. I know things always happy whenever some bugs get thrown its way. It's out there yeah. begawking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did. I, I just I remember yeah. looking out there. I was like, that, that's that's a bitch. He's enjoying yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, huge thanks out there to everybody down at Geiger Brothers Construction. Those guys as as a whole unit have just been wonderful for the chubbies we appreciate each and every one of you hard-working people out there that listens to us and uh, thank you geiger brothers construction for all your project needs give those guys a call 740-286-0800 yeah but you know it's so much different than my other business because like we have all this immense pressure yeah. from us from the customers on them succeeding in killing a wild animal that's out of our hands. Yeah. Hey, that's hard, dude. Yeah. So with with this business, it's simple. You go in, <laughs> yeah. you work hard, you show up when you're supposed to, when you tell people you're going to, you check the job out to make sure it's good and you're done. Like people are happy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. like there is no recourse. Mom loves it. Yeah. yeah. Mom's tickled to death. She's like, she's like, oh my gosh, she's like, that Dave's really good. <laughs> I know, yeah. Mom. I was like, yeah. he's going to take over the grass cutting industry. <laughs> like, I was like, Mom, you don't understand. I, I even told her I was in that text. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Mom, I've known Dave forever. Just trust me. He's going to be fine. Yeah. He's good at what he does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, you know, I pride myself on just having a good reputation and really just honestly telling people if I'm going to do something. You do You know, like when me and you first got together, I said, hey, I want to advertise with you guys. What yep. can we work out? We started 
And, you know, there's probably some things you probably didn't think I was real serious about it. And then, you know, hey, I'm going to show up and mow your grass. And, I, you know, we started, you know, just kicking it off. And I, I said I was going to do it, and I did it. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, giving estimates and things like that with people, you know. and Well, so. you know, and it, it, and it wasn't, uh, you know, back, back then it wasn't that. We, we're still figuring this out. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. we don't know. You know, whenever you mentioned that, it was like, okay, well, I don't know what to do yeah <laughs> you, you know i mean yeah. it, uh, it's uh, okay well how do we do this yeah you know how, yep. what do you want to do here yeah you know um uh, you know we we've recently um had to make some changes in this business we we feel like this this podcast is is i mean chad and i love doing this you mm-hmm. know this is uh, you know we've talked about it a lot it's it's super fun for us I oh mean, yeah absolutely uh we get to talk to some great people oh yeah uh yeah. It's, and it's something that we always want to do no matter what. Does it have to make money? No. Uh, however, you know, these things take money to run. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, they really do. Yep. Um, you know, we need to upgrade a lot of stuff. We need, you know, we need to overhaul this studio. It's time to overhaul this. You know, we, we and I mean, this is our, what, fourth studio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've moved around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've had uh, fourth or fifth studio that that i can think of that we've had to shift around and do different differently yeah yeah probably so i mean you know and that that costs money every single mm-hmm. time you know we've had to upgrade this you know we need to upgrade our camera systems you know as you know you know it's just super expensive super expensive mm-hmm. stuff yeah, yeah. and and i mean you know it just it just takes money if you want to keep up with yep, it, it just yep. takes money so therefore you got to just you know how do you do it and you're always thinking in your mind you know what's the best way to do it and i mean in these your business my business you know you're actually dealing with you know our business you're dealing with the guys that actually make the decision <laughs> right yeah. so sometimes you just kind of get that deer in the headlight look like yeah. well i don't know yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, might as well try it yeah, yeah. let's see what happens let's see what happens How, are, are you getting anything from our advertising yeah i, I feel like we are do you yeah, yeah. i mean well just the, you know honestly regardless of whether you see something direct or it, a lot indir- of times it comes indirectly like do you hear people mention your name hey saw your name on the chubbies or something like that yeah that and and just you know we'll we, we've been getting you know quite a few likes you yeah, know, it, yeah it seems to be you know just constantly building up and, and yeah. things like that just so. another piece of your marketing puzzle yeah man, yeah as it's you're, as you're starting you know whenever you know when it comes to like you know working with with you guys it's not you know it shouldn't be looked at as being one of those okay i'm not going to do anything else except advertise with you guys and put all that pressure on you guys if you're looking at it that way you're doing things ass backwards yeah right you got to have your fingers dipped into so many different avenues Mm -hmm. social media you guys you guys have social media word of mouth Mm -hmm. word of mouth is king yeah, oh yeah, it's, referrals it, is yeah. Good. It's this. They don't get any. What a warm than that. source. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, you know, like uh, you know how how do you think that people now? I mean, you're, you're kind of cutting edge on this stuff. I would say, how do you think people are consuming a lot of their like just basic daily stuff now? Like, would you say it's all? I got to looking at our numbers the other day. Did you like ninety? I, I meant to tell you this ninety. It was why we were on the phone with Jared yeah, last yeah, night. Ninety yeah. percent of our of our views are on their uh, phones, mm-hmm. and and I st- statistically that's where everybody is viewing everything. Yeah. Like I bet TV sales are at an all time low. Probably so. I know some of them are for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Videos always do much better than just a regular post would. Do you think they it's Facebook? Do. You think it's Instagram? You think it's TikTok? Uh, you think f- it's For me YouTube? personally, it's Facebook. You've always been a big Facebook yeah, guy. Yeah, that's always Instagram. It, you'll reach some people, but they're not 
bots. They're not well. They're. It seems like Instagram people are there for the pictures and things like that, and they'll see some pictures and they'll you know occasionally you know will hit me up on. It's your Facebook family that's on there that or fans that are really they're they're just more. It's just hard to describe. There, it's like they're more vested. In yeah, they a, seem in a little more company. interactive. Yes, like you know, yeah. that's where they'll send you a message. Or, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I get, you know, we'll post a kill or you know, or you know, just a good experience or especially videos. Like there was a video, we were recovering a a big buck down in Soda County, and it had went through the little side of the river, and it was less than 20 degrees out snowing and i was neck deep in water waiting that yeah and uh i I, I had you know i was just doing a selfie video as i went because you're in the water yeah i was in the water and you just can't explain what that really feels like you know what i mean i was like all right i'm gonna video this you know because i had a blood trail all the way down this super steep hill and it stopped at the creek and i was like he's either the other side or he died here in the water somewhere you know and there's no way to get I wasn't climbing back up the mountain, so I was going across, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so well, I ended up finding him, and he was in the water, you know. So I had to re-get in the water, and and it took three of us to get him up out of there, you know, or whatever. But, like, that video had hundreds of thousands of views, you know. And, yeah. and it's just that's how you, you know, that's how you reach your, your customers. People like to be interactive. They like to feel like they're a part of what you're doing. People like to be able to, you know, put a face with, you know, a company and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Like that all, all that stuff is super, super important. So what do you, so, so you kind of look at it like YouTube is YouTube and you use it for like informational where we're using YouTube as our kind of, we use YouTube and Spotify and Apple podcasts as like our, our kind of three major platforms. Yeah, I just use I just use honestly Facebook and Instagram. What do you use YouTube for? I don't use it for anything. I used to use it for TV, uh-huh. and that's where we would run our commercial or our TV slots because the the your advertisers liked it because they were getting a lot more exposure too. You know, whenever whenever they were on their advertising. So, huh, so if, you don't even watch it on. What do you watch for television now? Like Facebook clips. What do I watch for? Te- I mean, I watch YouTube. Yeah, I okay. watch YouTube videos and things like that. I personally do. I just don't have any business stuff on there. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. What are you um, watching for television spectrum? Uh, no, some. I mean, Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, I, I honestly, <clears throat> my main media consumption is podcasts. Uh, then I'll be binge watching something on Netflix. Are you called? So are we? Are and then sports. Like I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll use Spectrum on my Roku to watch. You know, Reds or yeah, and, uh, NFL yeah. stuff like that. So, are you guys calling? Do you think that the and Humphreys opened my eyes up to this? Yet? Are you guys calling like podcast basically anything with a microphone that's not on mainstream? Like yeah, well, like I mean, I don't li- like I I don't really watch the podcast. I but, mean, but I, if it's I, available, I, listen, I mean, I listen to it on like. Would, uh, would, would yeah. you call Geraldo a modern day <laughs> podcast? Well, I mean, I. I essentially it probably could be if there's an audio version that probably wouldn't be one that would draw my attention but i mean yeah i mean i think every show that's worth its salt now i mean even if you look at guys that are popular like let's say on the radio or espn television like they are taking some form of their daily show and chopping that up into a podcast form and the fact that they're doing that tells me that's how most people are consuming their media yeah. Because they wouldn't be doing that if everybody was just watching the show. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like or it's listening a, to the ra- who listens to the radio in their car now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe satellite radio. Right. You're, but, there's still a few people that are going to tell me that they do. Yeah. But I would I would think one or two out of ten. Well, and, and let's be honest, if you're playing the numbers, the, the folks that, that are still listening to the radio probably it's going to sound bad. That's not who you're marketing to, man. No, yeah, because you, uh, well, you mean, can't define it. No. And, I mean, and, and like, you know, what YouTube will do, if you have, you know, where you've got that account and you're signed sure. in the same way as Spotify, yeah. I mean, you can tell who, what, when, where, age, you know, well, I mean, absolutely. I can tell you that they watched it on their phone or their, yeah. or their TV. Well, and the thing is, the fact that they know that, I mean, then I'm a Spotify customer, yeah. also a YouTube customer. Yeah. When I go to my feed, they're always putting up new ideas. They listen to this. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. They know what I want to listen to. Yeah, me too. Al- yeah. That algorithm. Yeah. So, I mean. Keeps me in the game that, on what I like. Yeah, and that's kind of, I mean, I think that's the new way of doing things. Do, do you think, do, and do you think that that has caused, like, maybe a mental happiness for you? Because, like, I've noticed that yeah. since I've kind of kind of geared in, like, you know, I like my fighting stuff. You yeah. like your fight. You love your sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. You love your bourbons. Yeah. That's what your, that's what oh, your yeah. news feed is full of now. That's sure. what your news feed is full of. Yeah. And that's what mine is. And now that I've kind of got that honed in and i've kind of eliminated the minutiae of every all the other bullshit yeah don't you think it kind of kind of brings along like a mental calmingness i've I've been doing this now for a while you know um with my job i have to drive a lot yeah and i mean you want to talk about changing the face of of a road trip i bet you look forward to it well, yeah, I'm like, oh, I can knock out three or four episodes. Of that. Oh, I love you a know? good drive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm like, how many know? Rogan episodes well, can and, I get and, in? Well, and listen, man, I can't go to sleep at night. Yeah. Without listening to something, I go to and sleep I, with I headphones on. Yeah, me too. And I, I generally, do you? <laughs> no, I'm like, I'll listen to the, that's when I get my daily news or something. I'll yeah. listen to yeah something at the end of the day. Like, yeah, that's, I, I listen to Rogan on the, yeah, on, in yeah. bed. I usually I, I go to sleep with a set of headphones on. Joe Rogan's got some good stuff on. He does. Oh man, yeah. he never gets boring, man. No. What, oh, man. what do you do? You listen to a lot of those fighter stuff. Have you gotten eight up into that? To, yeah, that and I, I like Joe Rogan's podcast a lot. Uh-huh. I mean, it's he's talking about not only fighting but just a lot of interesting topics. And yeah, things like that. Whether you know, you just never know what he's. Gonna I do. used to never watch his fighting ones, and now I do. See, I like those, and, and I like the comedians, but I, I got to admit, lately I've been kind of staying away from the comedian ones. I like when he has just some dude on there that's going like to talk Joey about. Diaz. Talk, well, I like when he has some guy on there that wrote a book about, like, you know, aliens yeah. and stuff like that. I love this. Yeah. I like, where he I, takes those deep dives like yeah. that. I think that's awesome. I like the Joey Diaz ones. Yeah. I, I like that guy. Or Bill Burr. I yeah, like that, him. Those are funny, man. Yeah. I, I, I like the funny stuff. Yeah, and I like. Uh, there's another guy that I've been watching the Mike Tyson hot box, and I still I still stay on that. I've been watching the damn Nelk Boys. I've yeah. not seen that. Hell, they've had Trump on. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, uh, they've had. Uh, they got some interesting stuff. On yeah, the, I mean, when do you get a chance today. to hear Trump in a podcast? Yeah. You know, uh, they they've had some. There, there's been a lot of guys that I've been listening to, but got it, guys that are popping up that you wonder what happened to have all been on a podcast. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I just think that's, like I said, people that have already made it in radio and TV are now dropping podcasts. I mean, they're, they're taking it from their show and I just wonder how much longer they're going to keep their show and then just roll it. Like Ryan Rosillo, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was a big ESPN guy for years, left and went to the ringer. And now all he does is a podcast. 
Really? No more radio shows, nothing. He does a podcast, and it's huge. I mean, he's done very well with it. And I just think he's the first of many. I mean, yeah. And there's many other examples. But it's just like, hey, man, you know what? Because here's the thing. When you're doing the podcast, you can make those on your time. Yep. And if I'm listening to the podcast, I can listen to it whenever I want. Well, it's always there. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to block off from 9 to 12. Yeah. You know, it, hell, I can listen to it whenever I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's a ton of deer hunting podcasts. Oh, Lord. They're um, everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in all honesty, that business, that got hit so hard. Oh, it's just it's so Didn't oversaturated. It? I yeah. mean, dude, you you fired Lord. that thing up, and I mean, you had everybody in Southern. I mean, you had these people in Southern Ohio so fired up. I mean, yeah. it was like the gold rush. Yeah, yeah. You just like uh, I don't know when it was. Probably 2015, so eight years ago. There yeah. about seven eight years ago, outfitters really jumped on social media for the first time, <sighs> and it was just like you know, just people were just. Everybody was everybody was yeah, everybody was outfitting, everybody was wanting to book hunts. If you had five acres, bud, you did, did a lot of people fail. Oh, it oh. so many failures. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Did they just not have enough infrastructure or well, like people what? that try to do it because they think that it's a good extra money, those are the guys that always fail. Okay. Because it's all customer service. Yeah. And you gotta be all in or you're Yeah, you know. it's customer service based. You're there to for your customer, you're there to make your customer happy and to go above and beyond to try to help him have a good experience, regardless of whether he kills something or not. And so a lot of people just want to collect the money, put right. them in a tree stand. Okay, cool. You didn't kill. See you later. Go kick rocks. And that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. That's how you get a bad name for yourself. Yeah. And that's how you run yourself out of business real fast. And that comes into play with not having any experience in the business industry or anything like that. Airbnb, same, yeah. same. I have a lot of people that call me all the time. And I mean, and you know, Hey, if you want to do an Airbnb, more power to you, you know, yeah. but they'll ask me, they'll say, Hey man, you, you know, you, are you making any money with that? You know, I've been thinking about doing that. And I say, Hey, you know, you can make money with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But listen, you have to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it works out pretty good for me because I'm here every day anyway. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. But I mean, you know, it, and it's right upstairs from my office, you know, yeah. uh, but, but I mean, at the end of the day, it, I mean, it is a well, lot is of work. It, is that any different than, than starting a podcast? Yeah. Everybody wants a podcast. Everybody wants a podcast. Do you want it? Do you want to do it once a week for three years? Yeah. Twice a week. Twice a week. Yeah. 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 yeah we I were, mean, we were figuring that how much money did, had we spent? Oh God. I, I hate to think. I'd I'd say between me and you and Tyler, I'd yeah. say that we probably put fifteen grand in this thing. I'd say. I, I know we well we paid At rent. Least. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know for two years. Two years, yeah. And then you know, thank gosh, we got this building. Yeah, you know, but I mean, we've bought equipment and everything, oh, yeah. and I mean, and we've never taken the first dime from no, it. No, no. But uh, but the, I mean, the the one thing I mean, it, it comes with, with with any business like mm -hmm. that, man. I mean, everybody wants to make money overnight. Yeah. And man, I'll tell you, I don't I don't know if that's possible in any business. Oh, uh, yeah. other than the lottery, dude. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you get lucky there, but luck doesn't play into being successful in any business. Operation. Well, and I think that there's an aspect of business in in, in these situations that are, you know. Are you creating something? You know, it's just, I mean, you, you're, you created something. 
mm-hmm. you know, with, with especially with Southern High Outfitters. I mean, yeah. you know, especially with Southern High Outfitters. Yeah. You, you created basically a, a, an industry here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you and some other guys, you know. I mean, I, I'll give you a lot of credit in that. There were some other guys involved, you know. Uh, but, but you know, podcasts, just like, we're not the only ones, no. you know. But, but yeah. I mean, we, we're start we we did something here i mean we were one of the first ones i guess or you know yeah, but yeah. uh but i mean you know this will be cool if we can make this thing fly you know yeah. i always thought that's just that's that's always something cool too in yeah, the back yeah. of your mind it's like yeah. man you know getting getting something going that's different oh yeah you yeah. know there's always that type of thing but uh so we're going to do so let's let's talk about it again before yeah, we wrap yeah, it up yeah. we have we been over an hour I yep we're so. right at an hour yeah, yeah uh so let's talk about it again lusk so the lusk's fresh cuts yes uh those business cards are sharp. <laughs> I like them. Yeah, I did yeah. that in like five This, this guy, yeah. uh, he doesn't come in just wondering. Oh, I guarantee I you that this, that this lawn business is going to be, it's going to take over. Yeah. Uh, you're the second person I've, I've had tell me that. They <laughs> yeah. said, they said, just. I want to have it. to control myself to keep it from not. Oh, yeah. I, I got to <laughs> keep grounded. I know. Well, you keep that motor. I said, I just want to stay busy just a little bit. And the next thing I know, I got like 50 accounts. <laughs> well, All of a sudden, he doesn't have a smile on his yeah. face out there. Mowing. I'm like, it's damn grass. <laughs> I, that's going to happen, you know. Yeah. I've thought about that many yeah. times. Yeah. You, I, I, you know, you started off all nonchalant yeah. out there in the front yard. I thought, eh, I wonder if he's still all nice and cozy. Yeah. Just, it, Enjoying this yeah. nice yeah. spring mornings now, yeah, yeah. you know. Hey, as long as I get to stop and get lunch at the hibachi, I'm good. Hey, there you, you good? go, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Give you me go. some sushi. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we're, you got to go to Lusk's Fresh Cuts. You got to like that page. You got to go to the Chubby Guys Podcast Facebook page. You got to like both those Facebook pages, yep. okay? And uh, and that's all you got to do. And then are we? So we're going to throw all those names into a drawing. So we have, uh, you know, so we have two thousand names on ours. So how do you want to do that? Is there a way that we can scrub those names? Yeah, we just need to. Yeah, we'll just have to randomly. Pick people that like it. Way to draw. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people that like it, and then we can even do a put all those names on paper and draw it. Mm-hmm. Go, go live on Facebook and draw it. And draw it right there yeah. on, on what yeah. day? How long do you want to give them? Because this won't come out till you know. Yeah, we were originally going to do like May 2nd, but we missed that date. Yeah, around June, 1st of June will be fine. 1st yeah. of June? 1st yeah. of June. You want to come back in one night and we'll yeah. do it live here Heck on there? Yeah. So this will yeah. be out by, by uh, or you want to go middle middle of June? You want to get, you want to give yourself some time to build this up yeah. a little bit? Because this won't be I'm out. I'm going to start until. pushing it pretty hard on the page. Yeah, this won't be out. Today's May 11th, so this probably won't be out until uh, the week of the 20th. Maybe. 20th. So, I mean, you want to give yourself a month anyway. Yeah. So, I say, let's just draw it around. When did you go on vacation? Uh, July. July. Okay, so let's just yeah. do like June, you know, the third week of June. When we'll, yeah. we'll draw yeah. it. So, we'll, we'll, we'll pick the date. So, like both Facebook pages. Go like Lusk's Fresh Cuts. All right, anything else we got to tell? I think we got her covered. We got her covered. Anything else we got to tell Chad? Hey, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Hey, and uh, you guys, some of you going to be getting an email here pretty soon from our boy Jared. So yeah, hey, check us out, man. If you if you if you run a business and you're looking to advertise, give us a shot. Give us a shot. I think think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And uh, hey, keep uh, keep at it, man. Keep watching. We appreciate it. We appreciate the listeners. Like and subscribe on uh, YouTube and and Spotify. Spotify. Yep. So all right, that's all we got. Hey. See? See?